What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, July 15th, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat just hopped on a plane to head down to Houston because tomorrow night on Fox, SmackDown is live. Today's a good one. Chris Moutinho might be the toughest guy on the face of the earth. He stops by after his fight at UFC 264 with Sugar Sean O'Malley. Ian Rappaport stops by to chat about everything going on in the NFL. And A.J. Hawk makes his third straight appearance after taking three weeks off. We appreciate you guys for listening. Let's get into it. We're not 100% sure why you listen or watch every single day, but we are very thankful for it. And every single day when we walk into this studio, we say, you know what? We're going to put the best fucking show out that has ever existed. Of all time. That has ever existed. Uh We're not just talking for the shows that we have done. We're talking about in the history of just shows. Mm -hmm. What type of shows? You talk like American Gladiator? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking just things that were watched by humans. (laughs) (laughs) We do not have enough time in this three-hour slot on SiriusXM to get into that and just list off a bunch of shows. But every time we walk in here, we go, you know what? Let's have the best show in the history of fucking shows. And today we yes. have that attitude. Today we got Chris Moutinho. Okay. Milford, Massachusetts, greatest jaw. That's right. Mm-hmm. The paint factory worker who took a fight with Sugar Sean O'Malley, friend of the show, with a couple days notice or whatever, and ate 177 punches to the face. This is what he... Low flying. I mean, low flying. <laughs> What's here. going on? I think Moutinho's here. Air Military drop. exercise. Yeah. Checking it out right now. Is that uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon? No. I mean, oh, on the roof? Uh, I mean, it sounds like... Sorry about that. I don't know if you can hear this or not. Might be a Chinese spy plane. A plane, maybe. Could have been from anywhere. The spies could have been from anywhere at this point. But the, um, the drop in there, it felt like a plane was actually... Helicopter landing yeah. on top of the studio for there for a second. Shadow, a little bit of a little rattle there. Wild. So shout out to whatever plane that was. And I completely forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Chris show of all time. Chris Mutinho. Mutinho. Yeah. 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 <laughs> too far back. Mutinho, though, we're going to get a chance to chat with him. Is he altered at all brain-wise after what happened to him? He went to the hospital, which I think happens in... A lot of fight situations, if there has been any damage, they take him to the hospital. I don't know if that's like a, let's just go get this whole thing checked. But after you eat 177 punches and Herb Dean has to stop that thing instead Mm -hmm. of you getting knocked out, which I think he got knocked out one time. We'll ask him about it. But I'm very impressed with a human that has this capability. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's people that can do a lot of things. Uh, Joey Jaws Chestnut, he can eat 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes and nobody else can do it. And it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Of course, Shohei Otani can throw a baseball 100 miles an hour. He can hit a baseball 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and he can do whatever the hell he wants. That is something I would like to watch because that's a once. This guy, I don't know how many humans can sit there and eat 177 punches. So much so that the person you fought against, who has knockout power and has knocked out basically everybody he has fought in a big spotlight, uh, you hurt his hand so much that he has to go on a medical. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, UFC's like, yeah, until you figure out your hands a little bit. And it, uh, what's wrong? You just punch a skull 177 times. I can't wait to chat with him, see what his life is like. I have no idea what the future looks like for Chris Moutinho. I wonder if he does. I just know that he. He woke up on Monday morning after eating all this. 
Hey, he was at jujitsu class. That's, That's right. right. Not missing a thing. He was mm-hmm. teaching. He was training. He got seventy five with the boys. He got seventy five thousand dollar bonus because the performance he put on out there was Sugar Sean, who was shaking him and, and crossing him, and did beat the hell out of him. I mean, oh, yeah. was just pounding his face like drums there for a while. He got seventy five thousand dollars for that. If not, he would have got eighteen thousand dollars for that fight. Ooh. And uh, he's just living his life right now. I wonder if he's going back to the paint factory. What's going on? We get a chance to chat with him. Also, Ian Rappaport will join us uh, in the second hour. Oh. He has become our go to insider guy. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. He really has, hasn't he? Yeah. Big fan of rap sheet. I like rap sheet too. Love kinda, the guy. Kind of gives and takes a little bit. Yeah, Seems yeah, like sure. he does have a pretty good feel for what's going on. Because at this point, the insider game, there is, you know, Shefty and Rap are always going to be, you know, top dogs, right. of course, in the football world. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how it's going to go. But there are so many. Chris Mortensen is still an yeah. insider game. There Blazer. is Laser is kind of like all, he's also in that rarefied air. Well, we're talking day to day though. True. Okay, True. we're talking day to day. Glazer is a season. Hey, something massive comes. He's lived the day to day for so long. He doesn't do it anymore. He's you know Fox NFL Sunday J- hashtag J New. He just. Chooses not to break a lot of news, but we're talking day to day. It's it's kind of you know Shefty and Rap, and then Field and Pelissero mm-hmm. and Mortensen will dabble in the day to day. But we're getting our news only from a couple different people, so it's interesting that the Richard Sherman stuff all came from Schefter. Yeah. Yesterday we asked uh, Shregs about it, who yep. also I think a little bit of an insider, but he's mm-hmm. mostly friends with people. I don't know if he wants to dabble in the inside game going forward. I think he's found his lane as like the uh, maybe inside information, but pundit, fun yep. opinion. I talk to that type of thing. But the Schefter Sherman situation—that's the only person we got any information yesterday. It was rolling out, by the way, yeah. in bunches as the day was unfolding. I think everybody started getting more and more sad for the situation and potentially what's going on with Richard Sherman. Not only, obviously, in this event, but behind closed doors in general. If you're drinking, allegedly now, two different bottles, a bottle of vodka and Hennessy, unless it's just somebody has talked to you and is celebrating something awesome, you're trying to cover for something, right? I mean, you're you're trying to do something. So crazy, scary situation, but only came out from Schefter. So what has Rappaport's people said to him? What are some other sides of the story? Also, there's franchise tag deadlines that are happening. So if nobody was able to negotiate an extension on their contract by today or tomorrow I, d- I don't know which day it is i should know that this happened to me one time you're automatically locked into the <laughs> franchise tag if you signed it we'll talk to him about that did anybody ever really have any conversations because there was once the franchise tag was signed this year we didn't hear any conversation not really no. no no one has gotten a deal who has alan robinson chris godwin cam robinson the left mm-hmm. tackle in uh, jacksonville no one's gotten one. and by the way the a lot of people who were free agents they signed basic franchise tag deals anyways yeah. a lot of one-year deals yeah. Guaranteed money deals, which is what a franchise tag is. So this year, the franchise tag isn't as hated or as dramatic, you know, with some controversy as other years because a lot of people are signing one-year deals because of what happened with salary cap. So kind of not that big of a story, but we can talk about who got the franchise tag, who didn't. Godwin is one person that's being talked about down there in Tampa. And the statement came out from Field Yates, I believe. Or or no, Rappaport. Sorry about that. Rappaport said um, they will work to keep him long-term this coming offseason as they did this past offseason. So that message is coming directly from the Buccaneers. That's not not Godwin's people. That's the Buccaneers. (laughs) That's the Buccaneers people releasing a statement through Ian Rapport going, hey, we want him back though. Like, make sure let's we're not happy that we didn't come to a long-term deal. It's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. Need you to make sure everybody knows that this is a good thing. We're okay. We still want him back because if they go uh, 
if they don't say anything and it potentially like oh Godwin signs franchise tag and then Godwin's people say like wanted a long term deal the narrative the narrative automatically goes that oh is there a little bit of yeah, a, don't want a, oh is there yeah. a little bit of a so just as small as that little lead that they left with Ian it's like a positive like hey they would still like to make this work next year whenever the salary cap isn't completely fucked because COVID is hopefully not wow I mean. Man, you saw my brain. I, I literally yeah, went. You, yeah, yeah, you're right there. It was like the uh, it was like the uh, the loading thing. Uh, yeah. the, that was literally what you saw my brain go all the way to about right here. And it's ninety seven. Like, yeah. Stopped. Oh shit. Dan White. A lot of other people too. Hey, there's people tweeting. Really? There's a lot of people that were tweeting about some statistics up in your neck of the woods up there in New Whoa, England. I really? guess there's some statistics coming out. Whatever, we beat COVID. Fuck it. This ain't gonna. <laughs> this ain't gonna happen. Okay, this might be a freezing cold take, but I'm not. I am not gonna go back on us celebrating the the potential Can't life coming back. No. Can't do it. Did you see Milwaukee last night? Oh yeah, man, it was rocking. Oh my god, it was rocking. Anyways, the salary cap going forward is going to be much different, I think, than it was this year, especially with the new digital streaming deals that are going to roll in and with the deals that are currently in place potentially being negotiated out of. So I think this, although they signed a, what, 10-year, $110 billion deal? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Which is real. That's not a fake number. That ten happens. year. The NFL signed a 10-year, $110 billion uh, right negotiation on content basically right. yeah, yeah. but all of those contracts I think are potentially renegotiable if another say Apple wants to get in or somebody else wants to get in because Fox is already negotiating with Amazon to give them another year in advance to get out of that contract earlier so I think there's going to be so much money pouring in that this year a lot of people are thinking okay the salary cap's going to be much different next year yeah. projections are projections but what happens whenever Amazon has an incredible year and wants to get in and dump even more money. We want even more money. We want this. Like that salary cap could very much grow. And with all the, now Chris Ballard told us yesterday, Chris Ballard told us yesterday that somebody's going to, at some point, you're going to have to pay the pipe piper. Right. At some point, you're going to have to do it. That's what Chris said. So you got to be smart. I don't know. Maybe that's not the way it is anymore. I didn't want to press him on it because he knows a lot more about it than I do. But there's people doing magic down there. We'll talk to Rapport about how the franchise tag plays into all that and any other news he's potentially hearing about. At Boston Connor, the uh, Open just teed off this morning. Your Uh thoughts? I mean, you know, after the whole it's coming home for the last month and a half, I figured I'm going to put my money on a couple English guys. England needs a win. I took Tommy Fleetwood. He eagled on six, Bruce told me. So we're rolling right now. Ian Poulter was brought up yesterday. I took him. He's plus two. He probably won't make the cut. Oh, he stinks. He does turn out. Uh, stinking, of course. No, he's funny. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's got the style. Maybe he party a little too hard with the uh, whole England soccer Ian team. Ian Poulter stinks. Yeah, that I, I, mean, I like Ian Poulter. I seen him hit a seven iron through his Lamborghini window. That's right. And that that's what sold me cool. on it. I was in, like, oh, okay. In one window, at the other, hopped back in the car, drove it off. See ya. Drove in, hit through, drove off. I'm like, all right, I like that guy. But you're saying he stinks at actual golf. What's this all about? I don't. I mean, he, he he's way better than I will ever be. I'm just saying at the moment he's not looking good. And of course, Louis Oosthuizen is back in the front, and he's the top dog now. What's his name? Louis Oosthuizen. <laughs> Woostazen, right? Woostazen, Hey, Willie's in there doing it. Don't be so ignorant to these names, by the no, way. No, no, hey, hey, that's yeah. a, I never said that. that, that that's one of <laughs> yeah. those. That's not a. Uh, that's not an original. 
I mean, oh, you, you say you stole from somebody. Oh yeah, the sports pope. It's gospel. You're allowed to read. You're allowed to recite the Bible in the sports uh-huh, game okay, if you right, have to. Right. I mean, if 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 Francesa is the sports pope, he which is. which he is, and we are in sports talk. Boom. He is basically the book writer, right? He's yeah. gospel. Tej's Tej, point yesterday. He is the word. So you're allowed to just. Quote him without giving him credit whenever just on the did. microphone. What do you mean? I just did. What are you talking about? Yeah, but only because we like pressed you about it a little. No, we, no. I mean, me. Ty was about to go, yeah, yeah, fucking rip his shit. No, Ty hit the other Louis Oosterhusen uh, uh, <laughs> ways he's pronounced it. Hey, Frances is the best. He's by the, the way. best. He's, he's fucking goat. Yeah. But back to Ian Poulter. You want him to win over. Phil, I mean Phil's, no, no, no. Phil's hey, on hey, the course no, right now. So why don't you say, yeah, that's cool. He can hit it through the Lamborghini, Bet but guess what? Right. He's not doing is getting out of the pot bunkers like Phil. Is. It might have been a Ferrari, by the way. John Rom, I saw have a little bit of a battle with the pot bunker early. I think he did a little two for one action in there. They mm-hmm. will attack you, and Phil's incredibly soft hands are Ooh. vital for the open. So oh, yeah, I mean this is what you need it for the the bombers aren't going to perform well because the uh, the Brit style of golf is a miserable one. Like, that's right. Hey, listen, if you don't hit the fairway, we, your life's miserable. Hey, this once four-hour round, guess what? Seven. That's, right. That's what the Brits golf is like. Now, I have not golfed over there personally, so maybe one day when I get a chance to go golf over there, I'll change my thoughts. But watching them golf out there, it's like they want to punish you if you hit bad shots. Oh, I yeah. respect it. I appreciate it. But there is zero chance I would golf over there if that's how every single course was. I would not be able to do it. No, you cannot hit it in the fescue. You cannot no. hit it in the uh, long grass. Thick, hey, I mean, you get in there, especially for an average golfer. Like you said, I mean, you're playing 14, 16-hour round if you're not hitting <laughs> it right down the fairway every single time. I mean, you're places. maybe cracking 150, 200. At maybe. Least. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Losing at least like two boxes of balls. Phil Mickelson ain't doing that, though. No, Phil no. Mickelson's got hands. Uh, Phil Mickelson, is he coming on the show? Uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was happening next week after he wins the British uh, Open. Well, I was gonna say if he could come on the show with the Claret Jug, yeah, and um, also his PGA Championship, boom, oh. and the silver medal from the match. Have to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did they get those that they immediately took off like the uh, the English did whenever they lost that Euros? That that was wild to me, by the way. Did you see the oh uh, yeah that soccer? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. I guess I don't that. Legitimately, could have been my first ever medal ceremony in soccer that I've watched. Yeah, mm-hmm. watching through. You know, just watching the entire. Yeah, second place, getting those medals, and then imme- the immediate takeoff of it while still on TV, while the person who's handing you the medals is miserable too. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, why do they even do it? Why do they even give yeah, them the medal? I don't. Me- I, don't no I don't know what the big thing is. It's like I guess it's cool to just, you know, this ain't good enough. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they're not even letting it touch their shoulders. I mean, they, that thing they, is they, quick. Yeah, the, the guy doesn't even get to put it on. A lot of people just grab the metal as soon as they get it and just take it right hey, off. And Gumpy will run in here to give us a little bit more information, hopefully, if he's not diving too deep into FanDuel Sportsbook right now, trying to find some winners for Hammered Down, which airs at 4 o'clock Eastern, basically, roughly. Could mm-hmm. be in that time slot at YouTube.com forward slash Hammered Down every day and gives out winners on tops of winners. That, yeah. But they work. They actually dive into oh, this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So they normally join us for the second hour. I'm calling Gumpy in now. Gumpy. If if you could explain to us a little bit here, because we got to this obviously talking about the match with Phil Mickelson and him potentially getting a silver a silver medal, and now right. we're right back to the Europe's Gumpy. That silver medal, 
getting taken right off of the head as soon as it touched the thing. And I said, oh, this is awesome. And everybody attacked me like, oh, well, is this your first medal ceremony, loser? It's like, I guess. Yeah, what sure. are we even talking about? Who's the loser who watches this The um, on a regular basis? I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't mean it. It was just something I could have shot back with to Barry said person like Mahomes did to guy in the crowd that would have just, and this is just a burial. Right. And then Herbert got a shot there. But that happens all the time. That's what it is. And why do they still do it then? Tale is all this time. It's tradition. You have to do it. Even when I played growing up, we did the exact same thing. You went through it and you had to watch and it was just all part of the whole thing. Man, I don't remember ever getting second place. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, I am joking. I, we came in second a lot. I don't remember doing that. I think we were more of a trophy town. I think yeah. we were oh, a big yeah. trophy. I was going to say, I don't remember getting I mean, it was it was trophy always. I don't remember the oh, medals Oh, really? Because for often. us, it was the same. It was the whole medal thing, and you went... They used to have it like it was, you know how they walk up the stairs? Like even when we had tournaments, you went and there was like a walk into the bleachers kind of and they did the whole metal thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't, maybe we did that. I don't remember. But, but yeah, that's just the, uh, Sterling didn't get it off. Sterling didn't, <laughs> yeah. by the way. He kept his on. He kept it on. Yeah, because I thought to myself after every person did it and seeing it for the first time, I was like, a little disrespect. I feel like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit disrespectful to the Europe's. By the way, you get in second in Europe, you might as well fucking just throw it in the trash. It's like mm-hmm. this tournament's worth nothing if you're either first or you're absolute last. That was my first initial thoughts while I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, second's not good enough. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And then Sterling kept his on, and I was like, okay, there's a guy that. See, Gumpy talked about him a lot. He must be like an OG on this team. Yeah. He must be a veteran on this team. He was good on this team. He's holding on to it, so maybe it isn't. Like, I, I'm kind of torn on it. As somebody who absolutely hates it, if they're going to continue to do it, I, yeah, I would probably take it off. And probably. Yeah, I mean, Especially just after the whole, yeah. it's at home, too. Yeah, but why, why are they even doing it? Is it like the handshake line in hockey? Yeah, you know, Even after you tradition. beat the piss out of someone, like, hey, let's go it. fucking it's shake the boys' hands. They the, do it in Champions League, all of it. Let's go shake that hand. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the uh, coach for the Lightning was mic'd up? And uh, for the um, handshake? For the handshake. With oh, the yeah. Canadians, I saw some of that, yeah. The Abitons. I, I, I wonder how the other coach feels or how the players feel. Because he was like complimenting the players, you know, you got a great future. The young guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got a bright future. You're really good or whatever. And it's like they're obviously very nice to each other. Mm-hmm. But was there ever a moment where that guy, the player, thought to himself, Hey, fuck off. Yeah, hey, see ya. Buddy. I don't care Next. what you think. Is there ever a thought of that? I don't know. That's my first thought when this guy was talking to me. I just lost Stanley Cup or whatever. I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, pal, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Is that uh, Nick can tell me this. Nick, that coach highly respected down there for the Lightning? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been in the league a long time, but in the short amount of time he has been, he's gained a lot of respect because they win. Yeah, he's won, I mean, two Stanley Cups, but mm-hmm. I like that. This would be almost be – and how about the Canadians coach? How, how, he was an interim coach. They fired their coach earlier in the season. Uh, so that's wow. why he was like – he came in and was like, hey, listen. Hey. You guys are hell of a I run. did everything yeah. I listen, could. If I, was there, <laughs> if I was there for you guys, if I was coaching your team, you guys probably win a little bit more. He, they made it to the finals. They made it to the, with a interim head coach. Yeah, he just got a new three-year deal now after that run they were yeah, on. I was about to say, so he's now the head coach, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. We did that, didn't we, at the Penguins? We brought in a guy. He went on a run. Twice. Yeah, and then everybody was, tries to run him out of town. The next time we start losing. Oh, <laughs> right. did he win the Stanley Cup when he when he came in or no? Sully, yeah, yeah, first year. Wow, he came up from the baby pens, I think, right? Yep, he came in halfway through the year. Same thing with Dan Bylsma, Disco Dan, in 09. Disco Dan. Hey, Disco Dan was all right. <laughs> did he you? Came, <laughs> hey, Disco Dan, pretty good time, Bylsma. He had that same look. 
Yenzo's had enough of him, ran his ass. Ran <laughs> really? He got, he got real cocky real quick, and then uh, he kind of ran dry. And then old Sully came up from the Bay Pens, man. I, I mean, are you kidding me right now? Am I piecing together coaching trees Yeah, in the hockey in world? NHL. I would like a little bit more respect in the hockey conversation, please. Well, you're the aficionado. I mean, we all know. Yeah, yeah, we know. I pulled that out of my ass so bad, but yeah, I remember because he, he brought a goalie up from the baby pens that he was comfortable with or something like that. Matt Murray. There we go. How about that? And then he ran Math out of town. And then we ran yeah. Murray out of town. And Solly's still around. Now you got Johnny. <laughs> we have some big news for you. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. At, or just send them to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman yeah. and Walmart. Mm-hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Joining us now from Milford, Massachusetts, I believe. Not 100% sure if he still lives there. Uh-oh. 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 We're fool. fixing something. Foxy Sorry. did a fool. Double uh, thumbs yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. And then, like, quick, quick pointing and everything like that. Oh, I mean, it was, it was quite in. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. On Saturday night, this man took 177 punches to the face and did not get knocked out. He was 30 seconds away from finishing a fight that nobody thought he would be able to finish just 30 to 40 seconds into the fight. One of the toughest humans to ever be created or grace this earth from Milford. Jeez, I almost got it wrong. Can't do that. Because if I know anything about Milford, Massachusetts... They will come and beat the shit out of me. All Big old job. Not just this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Moutinho. Yeah! Yeah! How are you, dude? I'm good, man. How are you? How? How? Can I ask you just how you... Have you always just been the toughest dude of all time? It looked like you were on, like, autopilot. Like, I were you with it the entire time there? There was never any days or anything? That's unbelievable. You might have a world record for toughness. Uh, according to my friends, I'm a pansy, so who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? I, it, it, it is what it is. It's another day in the office, and uh, I'm just I'm just happy you all enjoyed the fight. Uh, we absolutely loved it. Fight of the night, obviously. Congratulations on yeah. that, especially taking the fight late. I think uh, the guy you were fighting, Sean, he's a good friend of our show. He wants to put on a show. It wants to be a performance. Without you, I don't know if that performance is anywhere near what it could have been because he unloaded. And he said to us yesterday that every time he was, he was punching you in the face, you would stand back up, get in his mouth, and talk shit to him. Like, call him like a bitch and everything like that. <laughs> is that just how you you are all the time is that because milford massachusetts this is just kind of how life is 
Yeah, I don't know where you're from, man, but we're from we're from Massachusetts, Hell bro. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know how we are. If you're from any any come come out here, see these people. This is how we are, man. Like we we talk shit. We love this. We love the we love to get in each other's face, and uh, it's it's just what I'm used to, man. It's what I'm used to at the gym with my boys, and uh, it was just we brought he he brought it to that level, so I had to, I had to keep going. Oh, uh, it's awesome. We're from Pittsburgh, pretty similar place, I believe. There's a lot of shit talking. I think that's why we respect and appreciate it. Uh, we're talking to Chris Mutino. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, that's, that's close enough. That's close enough. No, no, I want to make it right because I know that if we were to fight, even if I was uh, <laughs> to train and potentially get good at something, you would still beat the hell out of me and run right through everything. I, what is it? How is it pronounced? It's uh, Mutino. One more? Mutinho. Mutinho. Yeah. Chris Mutinho. Sorry about that. I got it wrong early. Thank you for joining us. Um, So we saw the pictures of you at training on Monday morning after that whole thing. Did you go? You went to the hospital after the fight. What happened post fight after everything we saw to that picture we saw Monday morning of you back in training? Uh, That was like a. I didn't want to go to the hospital. It was just, it was like a mandatory thing. Like I had to go to get checked out and just make sure I didn't have any brain bleeding. So it was, it was, it was just like a, a precautionary check. I, it was, I was good. My, my, my brain was good. And I, I just went, I, as soon as I got home, I was like, we got to get, we got to get going for the next one. So I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to go now. I'm going to be in the gym all week and all next week. And we're going to get, we're going to get ourselves ready for the next one. What did the doctor say? Nothing wrong. That, that, <laughs> Nothing, man. I'm good. I'm clean, man. He don't hit that hard. Have you ever hit a bat to get me out? So that's that's the way it is. Have you ever been knocked out? Yeah, I've been knocked out before. I've been knocked out before, but it was never been never on my feet. You know what I mean? If you're if I'm on my feet, you never you're not gonna drop me, man. That's just the way I feel. That's the way I believe. I believe in myself fully to to the highest extent, man. You gotta hit me. You gotta really hit me to put me down. Yeah, well, it was very evident on Saturday night. Leading off the second biggest UFC pay-per-view in history, 1.8 million buys. Chris Moutinho out of Milford, Massachusetts. How'd you get into the fight game? You're a wrestler. I see now, like, I don't want to stereotype, but anytime you see the cauliflower, you immediately think to yourself, okay, this guy's high school experience was much different than mine. He was cutting weight. He was beating people up. He was wrestling. He was doing that whole thing. Is that how you got into it? And how did you find mixed martial arts? Yeah, I was a very cliched uh, like that, man. I wrestled in high school. And uh, after high school, you're just drinking too much. You don't really have anything to do. You want to compete again. I, I wasn't good. I wasn't uh, gifted with athleticism, so I, I couldn't play football, baseball, anything like that. So I found uh, a gym open in my, my hometown, man, by a UFC fighter. His name is George Rivera. Got me into this sport and uh, built me up and showed me what I needed to do to get to these these levels in this sport. And uh, from there on, it was just I was stuck, man. I was a gym rat from that there on, man. I've been all, in all different gyms all across the country and all over the world. And I'm just excited and blessed to be finally here, you know? Your style is just to put pressure on people at all times? Is that your style in every single fight? Is that what we should expect whenever we see you there? You, I mean, it was on bang, pow, poom, poom, poom. You're a bitch. Just <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Fuck you. We, there was... Three to four different times we were certain there was no way this human was going to remain standing. I mean, we all watched it together. It was a late night. It was ama- It was. Is that your style? Are you a guy who likes to get hit, does get hit, not scared to get hit, and is just always going to put pressure and take risks? Like, what is your your full style? 
Yeah, for sure, man. I, I like to push the pace. I like them. I like to make it a fight. I like to be in your chest, and uh, I, I'm used to being in there with bigger dudes than than Sean. You know what I mean? I'm I'm I, my training partners most of my life growing up were heavyweights and 85ers and middleweights. So I, when you get hit by them, man, the the little guys don't 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 feel the same. You know what I mean? So it's it's just what I'm used to, man. I'm used to being in your face and being in your chest. If I got to take a shot to give a shot, I, I'll do it, and it it's usually pays off this time i kind of turned into a hockey fight and it didn't go my way you know what i mean <laughs> this is the, this is what this is what happens sometimes man sometimes you got to take those ass whoopings and uh it's something i'm i'm very i'm very comfortable doing man I'm, I'm i'm okay with winning and losing as long as i i know i i put a good account for myself well, I want to let you know, Chris, it doesn't matter if you win or lose for all of us as fans. Anybody that gets in there is a badass, obviously. So big thank you for even stepping in there and taking the fight on late notice. I think after talking to you and watching you fight, there was zero chance of you turning that down, right? You were just waiting and waiting and waiting for that moment. Or how did the, the fight come about? Was, it, was there any other plans you had? Were you training for a fight already? Yeah, actually, yeah, I was supposed to be fighting in August down in uh, Mississippi for CFFC, and it kind of like came as like maybe we'll get a shot. Like his his opponent pulled out. My manager was like, "It's a long shot, man. We'll just throw your name in there, see what happens." And then literally like two days later, I was getting DMs from random people telling me I'm gonna get knocked out, I'm gonna get beat up, I'm gonna die, all this other stuff. And I I didn't even get I didn't even get the answer yet. Three seconds after that, my manager hit me up and he was like, "Yo, you better make weight, man. This is your chance. This is your opportunity, and uh, let 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 the cards fall where they may." You know what I mean? Hey, the die thing's a big deal, huh? Especially in a fight game because that's potential. Like that has probably happened before in cages and stuff like. Because is it or is it not? Because Sean said yesterday, which was fascinating. He said some people say Connor crossed the line. Who? Who's deciding where the line is, though, and especially in the fight game? Is the die thing, because you mentioned it there, and since it's become something with the way the Dustin and uh, Connor thing happened, is that a, is that one of those unwritten rules in the fight game, or is it just no holds barred? I think every, I think every clown says, oh, we're putting our life on the line. We're putting our life on the line. There's, it's really not, man. There's, there's, there's people going to war every day, really putting their life on the line. So I, I, I find it pretty disrespectful when, when you, when this is something we do for fun. I do this for fun. I go to the gym every day. I get punched in the face for fun. Man, if, I, if, I really, if I really, if I really thought my life was on the line, man, there's a ref in there to tell me when to stop. You obviously saw it. He stopped it when he thought my life was on the line. And I didn't think my life was on the line. You know what I mean? So, there's somebody in there. There's there's always things. Very rarely does that ever happen, man. It happens, but very very rarely. So, I don't know. We do we people do more dangerous things just and not get paid for it, man. So I don't I don't I don't see that. But hey, teach his own. Yeah, and you were also said earlier. I'm from Milford, Massachusetts. All right, we say some terrible shit. To each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just what we do. You were working in a paint factory. Is that is that real? That was your full time job, and then you would just go train and then fight and then back to the paint factory. And what did you do in the paint factory? You were just you were all gassed up or gas masked up, or were you just eating those things, eating those fumes on a daily basis? Yeah, we we eating those fumes. <laughs> <laughs> 70 80 hours a week man working in a fucking working a line making filling paint cans then trying to go train afterwards work training seven eight days a week you know what i mean seven days a week just working man and this is that's what my life was for the last six seven years you know what i mean and then and then literally a month before this fight i decided i'm gonna commit my whole life to this i'm gonna quit my job i can't do this no more 
I'm going to train, train, train. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start personal training and all that stuff. Literally a month after that, I'm in the UFC and, and enjoying my life, doing what I love to do. And the only thing I've ever loved to do, I've never loved anything else. I love getting smacked across my face and I love smacking other humans across their face and uh, seeing seeing who's, who brain, whose brain pops out of their head first. Man, this is what I love to do and... This is this is what I'm gonna do until my body can't do it no more. Let's go! Yeah, yeah. that's an American dream story right there, Chris. Legit, like that is so cool to hear. Connor, we have a uh, Massachusetts stooge here too, and he, as soon as he saw you, because we didn't. I mean, we're a sports show, but we're the dumbest of all time. We didn't do enough research. We knew Sean was fighting somebody. We knew it was some last minute. As soon as it popped up that you were from Milford, Massachusetts, our Massachusetts stooge went, oh, no, hey, uh-huh. he's got a Milford jaw. This is, this yeah. is, he literally said that as soon as it said your name and where you were from, and then as we were watching it, it was like fucking Connor. <laughs> yeah. Scouting fighters of the year here. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Chris, I saw uh, you mentioned that you were bummed that Herb Dean stopped the fight and you wanted to go out on your shield, as you put it. Do you have a conversation with the refs like, hey, I got the greatest jaw on the planet, so you don't have to stop this if I'm knocked out? you'll know but don't worry I won't be or do you just kind of hope that he knows that he should know that man I've seen that that dude let other guys go in a lot worse situations you know what I mean 177 punches to the face a lot worse than that man you can go watch you can go watch the fights go watch go watch my boy Calvin versus uh, Max Holloway Go watch it. He looked like he was gonna fucking die in that fight, and he let he let him keep going. You let the uh, Rory McDonald versus versus uh, Robbie Lawler, where Rory's face and nose is smashed into his brain, and he looks like he's gonna die. And they let that fight keep going until he couldn't go anymore. So this is this is what I'm saying, man. It's just it's I'll take my I'll take mine if I go out on my own. It's my choice. Let me go out on my own, and that's that's just the way I feel about it. But hey. He, he made his decision, he made his choice, and I, I was going to lose that fight regardless, so it doesn't really matter to me. A loss is a loss to me, and it's going to hurt regardless. Okay, so I think we were all incredibly impressed, and if you would have, I think our initial response, even as sugar friends and fans, we were like, oh, let the guy finish at least. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. let, let this thing go. I think everybody's immediate reaction was, and then me being somebody who is outside, just I watch the pay-per-views. I don't know enough about the weeds of the MMA world. I started getting people and seeing people's tweets that were like, and then I heard Sean say, that's a lot of head damage that just yeah. happened. It is something where that's a fine balance in your sport that doesn't have to happen anywhere else. And I appreciate the fact you're like, yeah, it's just kind of the way it is or whatever. Um, what a fucking show there. When you see that Herb Dean's going to be the ref. So in our sport, in football, the team, not that it matters from my position, but the team knew the refs that were going to be in. And it was like, okay, this is a holding penalty ref crew here. They look for this. Pass interference, there's a potential big plays because they call this. You just rattled off those. Did you know those fights going in with him being the ref and knew like, okay, this is potentially going to be one where as long as I can withstand it, this is going to go all 15 minutes? Or is this afterwards when you're pissed off about him stopping it, you learn about the ego, this didn't have, this didn't happen? Is this pre-research or is this afterwards that you're kind of pissed off that he stopped it? It's a, it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Like I know Herb, everybody knows Herb. He's like the best ref in the – in in the UFC, everybody loves Herb, and I still have not, nothing bad to say about him, man. He still seems like a really good dude, a great a great human being, and he made his choice. That's just what it is. 
but you know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've, I've just seen it too many times, man. I've seen it too many times. I've seen too many fighters get their shot. I've seen too many fighters get to go out on their sword, you know, get to go out on their shield. And I just, I just feel like I should have got that, man. And look at me now. I'm still training. I'm in the gym. Hey. The other guy's laid up for six months. I don't know what to tell you, man. I took 200, <laughs> I took 200 punches. I'm good, man. I'm good. Somebody else is fucked up though. It's not me. It's so funny that, you know, people say in fighting, you got uh, your hands are your weapons and your feet are your weapons. And, you know, your your face is an actual weapon. Oh, yeah. It broke hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your face is a weapon. It's m- amazing to watch. Go ahead, Ty. Chris, I assume when you sign, like, the fight when you're a fill-in like that, it's only a one-fight deal. Have you talked to Dana White at all about, like, is your next fight going to be in the octagon? You just alluded to it. Do you have any type of medical suspension, or are you looking to get back in there, you know, as soon? as possible uh i got a 60-day suspension so i got a 60-day uh just 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 for my own safety make sure i don't get any more uh, brain damage just because smart but uh but uh yeah i got a i got a four fight deal with the ufc i don't know if i'm supposed Let's to go say that, on. But I, I, got a, I got a four fight deal even when i signed that contract so i was always gonna get get another shot back in the ufc and i'm just I'm just excited, man, because I think it was because of how how big the fight was and uh, taking it on such a, against such a tough opponent. Like Sean is a really tough opponent. He's really good. He's really talented. High high level uh, high level cat. So it was. I was always going to get another fight in the UFC. It's just now I got to make them count, man. Because like I don't care what it is, how great everybody's, how how much smoke everybody's blowing up my ass, man. It's still a loss. A loss is a loss, and you can't do too many of those, even if they're great fights. Yeah. Well. I mean, Chris, I don't recommend this, but I, I'm i not Dana White either, okay? But if we got a guy who's going to go out and eat 200 punches, I mean, that is like a UFC fan's dream because yeah. all, all anybody wants is to see people throw and see people fight. Like Now, granted, there's the people I want to see technicality and the jujitsu and everything like that. And I assume, by the way, that you are highly skilled in all of that and you will only continue to get better and everything. But your fight was... we. Chris Lytle is in Indiana, mm-hmm. and we got a chance to uh, meet him for a bit there. And I actually trained with him twice, and then I stopped because it was I. I got both of my arms broken. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I tapped out with a double arm bar, so I can't. So I'm not gonna go in there. But his fights, fight of the night. He never got knocked out. Never got submitted in thirty some fights, man. I, I. I would never recommend you to do that. But I think you are gonna be a gift to Dana, and Dana didn't might not have known that before the fight. But now he's like, we got a guy all yeah. of a sudden, so we're here for you. Do you have any um you have any nicknames? You have a nickname or are you just Chris Moutinho? I just go by Chris, but it's it's uh, it's soulless. I, I, I try to try to show the world that I'm fucking I'm fucking soulless all the time, man. But it's yeah, all that oh, stuff's yeah. crazy, man. I'm gonna try to put on fights of the night every time I get in this cage, man, and, and be that guy, but it's uh I just gotta win, man. That's the only difference. I'm gonna put on fight of the night every time. I'm gonna break that fight of the night record, and uh, I think it's like 15. So 15 fights of the night, and then then we'll worry about uh, where I go after that. Hey, can't get knocked out. You don't have a soul. The soulless Chris Moutinho. <laughs> Boom, we can't yeah. thank you enough, brother. Yeah. Have a good one, Chris. Woo! 
looking at some old school golf clips. They used to wear some incredibly hilarious things while they golfed for nine to 10 hours on a mm -hmm. golf course uh -huh. so they can get away from their families for a while and chase a little ball around in full three-piece suits that were rolled up right below their knees. Wild that the game has progressed and evolved so much. It's a beautiful sport. It's a beautiful game. We're watching the Open right now from, where is it? Royal St. George's. Of course. Okay. Yep. Royal St. George's. Southern Let's England. go. Southern what? England. Okay, it's down there in the southern part of England. And when people talk about the southern part of England, they say those golf courses down there? Tough. Tough. Yeah, look out. Hey, not easy courses. These are tough courses. The boys over there are playing. We're watching along live. And joining us from an attic in Ohio. Uh, yeah, college football on it two days in a row. <laughs> oh, my god! Is this three days yeah, in a row? Is this is three, three days in a row. Three days in a row, in a row now. Unbelievable on. human being, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Three days, dude. Three days, man. Congrats. Keep Let's keep track. Holy well, shit. I mean, tomorrow you're going to be in studio here in Indianapolis. Yeah. Wow. Have, you, have you thought about that yet? What the show is going to look like, going to sound like? I'll be with you probably FaceTime in the first hour or so, maybe hour and a half or whatever. You know, I'm I'm pumped for it, but this is your show. Everybody knows that. What's it going to be about tomorrow? Any big, any big conversation pieces on the horizon? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see what happens tonight. I'm sure some stuff will break before. You'll be upset because you're like, oh, I'm not in studio for one day, and of course the biggest news breaks, and I'm not there. Like you'll probably get upset, and then we'll talk about it on the show, and it'll make it fun. Bingo! Carson Wentz gets traded <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first day I was gone. I was supposed to call in, and then all of a sudden something massive happens. The wife loved it, you know, right in the middle of vacation. <laughs> wife absolutely loved it. That was, uh, you know, that got me some points. Obviously, that was awesome. But yeah, Aaron's gonna. Yeah, Aaron's probably going to decide what he's going to do tomorrow, if I had to guess. So I want to let everybody know you're welcome. You know when, Thank you, Pat. You know when you're out to dinner and you're waiting for the food to come? Of course. And then somebody gets up to go to the bathroom and then the food comes yep. and while it happens? Yes. I'm doing that right now. All right, well, I'm doing that right now. I'm leaving. I'm going down to Houston to be a part of the first live in front of fans smackdown for the WWE in like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. But more importantly, since I'm doing that, something massive is going to break in our world. Since it is AJ, I'll be able to FaceTime into your show while you're trying to absolutely fuck up everything I have here around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be able to talk about big news. Is that, is that what's going to happen, pal? Yeah, I think you, you pretty much laid out what the next 24 hours look like. So it should be fun. <laughs> So Aaron's breaking news tomorrow? Is that what you're saying? Ooh. Oh, I have no idea about that. No. I would guess no. But hey, you never know, though. Oh. A lot can happen between now and then. Wow. Hey, good tease. Are you watching this open at all, or what have you been up to over there sports-wise? I haven't really seen I, I was going to turn it on and have it on in the background here, but like you, I have a hard time not getting distracted by that and just staring at it and forgetting I'm doing a show with you <laughs> sometimes. So. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't like me talk, okay? I've learned through my life that I am anomaly. All right, there was a situation when the West Virginia basketball team was playing on the same TV at the same exact spot yeah. while we were interviewing somebody, oh, and yeah. a dagger <laughs> was had right into WVU season and... And like $10,000 out of my, as it was live on air. Still continue the conversation, though, which I thought was pretty impressive. Never really gets talked about. Everybody just saw my soul leave my body. <laughs> Speaking of soul leaving bodies, did you hear us talk to the soulless Chris Moutinho? I actually saw the one, I saw a couple minutes, and yeah, he said that's his nickname, right? Soulless? Soulless. Yeah, I want to prove to everybody that I don't have a soul in the cage or out of the cage. <laughs> Animal. It's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can call yourself like the, 
sociopath, psychopath either, but soulless, I think feels it feels about right. I don't think those are hand in hand, what you just did there. You just tied yeah, what? a couple things together <laughs> there. And well, I, sociopath I just, and psychopath, you can tie those together a little bit. You know what I think the issue is? What's, What's that? that? You can. You're right. Your correction was correct. I, do, I would like to acknowledge that. But you know what's it? Is there a little bit of jealousy coming from this particular jaw? Yeah. This particular face? Is there, is there a little like bit of jealousy? I'm surprised. She has that green hair. I did too. Well, that's why I asked for Chris to come on in the noon hour, because I, I, I didn't know you know, how it would go with your two forces being oh. next to each other. A man who <laughs> only missed one game his entire career after tearing his peck, his groin, his calf, his bicep, his ass, and at one point obliterating a tooth in his mouth because he doesn't wear a mouthpiece because he thinks it's bad for you, actually. Yeah. And he obliterates a tooth. Zero documented concussions. I just said, I don't know if it's good for you. I never said it was bad for you. I mean, you mm, did kind of put down one to lift up another in that situation. Ten dislocated fingers. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking to this Moutinho guy as if he's the walking, talking toughest guy on earth because he ate 200 punches. Is there a little bit of an issue you have with me calling him just maybe the toughest species we've ever had? Absolutely not. I've never claimed to be a tough person. And Moutinho, I, could never, I couldn't handle probably one of Sean O'Malley's punches if he landed clean on me. So more credit to those guys. They do things that I would never dream of doing. I'm such a baby face. I'm scared yeah, of fighting. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously I'm scared of fighting. Like I talk to UFC guys or MMA fighters, and I just can't believe that's what they do. But if you were forced to fight, you know, let's go back. I would like to go back in time. By who? Who's going to force me to fight? I'm just let's pistol. just say you're a force. Pistol hawk. Yeah. Pistol hawk says, "Hey, listen. Hey, chopper bopper gets involved as well. <laughs> yeah. They all get involved. They say our family is going to be wiped off of this earth if you don't walk into that cage and fight that person. And in the same way that you handled, you know, uh, bull in the ring or Oklahoma drills, where you said, and this is your quote, not ours." If the only way to survive this is by killing everybody, I guess I have to kill everybody. Uh -huh. I think if you were forced to have that mindset, I still think you'd be an incredible fighter. And I think we potentially missed out on maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time, I think. I, well, I think under those circumstances, a lot of people would be forced to become good fighters. So maybe, mm -hmm. maybe in a different world. Maybe, but those people aren't you know, blowing their neck into their back like a... Like one of these things, and their face on somebody's just knee in the NFL, yeah. smashing a tooth yeah. into dust, dust, and then pff, spitting and just getting back up and getting back out there. You're one of our greatest jaws. I just think Chris Moutinho is potentially right up there with you. Didn't want to have you at the same time. Didn't know what if you guys would be able to coexist. Couple updates here. Adam Schefter talked about Aaron Rodgers uh, and Chris, with Chris Collinsworth on Chris Collinsworth's podcast. I like Chris Collinsworth as a podcast host before we get into this, by the way. I think this is a good idea for him, this whole PFF turning into a content creation as opposed to just a stats and analytics. They have said some absurd shit, okay? They have said some absurd stats that they have pinpointed and pointed out. But there's a lot of good content coming out of there, and I like Chris. You a big fan of Chris Collinsworth? You probably know him much better than me. I mean, I definitely know of him probably better than you just because he played for the Bengals. Like, my dad was a fan of Chris Collinsworth. He, he's not that, you know, he's not very old. I, I don't know if I remember when he was in the league, but I definitely remember him as, like, people around me talking about him being a Bengals receiver. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I find 
when I bring him up in other settings, I'm surprised to learn how many people don't like Chris Collinsworth at different times. Yeah, we learned that we've told this story before, and I kind of feel bad that we're saying it again, but it does fall perfectly into a story that should be told after what you just said. Yes. We were going to bring Chris Collinsworth out for our Cincinnati show in front of the, the audience, and it was at a rock concert venue <laughs> so Ooh. learned a lot there that that place was pretty wild that evening and we we're gonna have collinsworth be the guest and somehow it didn't work out or whatever and we ended up having pac-man and that was good news that we had pac-man on there because he not only was incredible and awesome and everything like that but when he came out they cheered when i mentioned collinsworth's name cincinnati booed him oh Ooh. yeah <laughs> oh my fucking god i did not know that you're right though a lot of people do i think he's getting a chance though to show that he's like a pretty cool guy though with this podcast i think we're learning a lot about him He's getting good conversations. He and Schefter talked about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Collinsworth was basically portraying everybody that says Aaron can't leave. He's got no option. He was the Green Bay Packers. And Schefter was portraying an agent or Aaron Rodgers basically saying, I'm not playing there. I don't want to do it. It was fascinating because Schefter, it feels like the person who broke the story day one of draft as now it's come out as an accumulation of information. Day of, it said league and team sources have told ESPN. So who knows what it is? He still believes Aaron's gone. And Aaron, uh, AJ, I think I'd be remiss to the people listening and watching if I didn't ask you. What's Schefter talking about? Oh. Well, did Schefter say he thinks Aaron's gone? Or did he say he thinks Aaron definitely does not want to be there? Die? He said he wants him gone. So literally what he said. They ran a video. They, they we have the video. Yeah. Let's run the video. You tell me what you think he says. This is from Chris Collinsworth podcast from Pro Football Focus. I think Aaron Rodgers has been passive aggressive about this whole thing. If he wants out of there, which I think he does, I think he's got to get some mud on his hands, and I think he's got to come out and say something to this effect: I love my coaches. I love my teammates. They're incredibly important. I love the fans, and I loved playing in Green Bay. But that time for me is over. I'm moving on in my life. Uh, I'm getting married. And I am not going to be returning to Green Bay as much as that organization and those people have meant to me. Okay, and then here's my press conference if I'm Mark Murphy or Brian Judikins. Aaron Rodgers has been a fantastic player for us. He's won us a Super Bowl. We love him here in Green Mm -hmm. Bay. We will always love him. And we wish him well in his retirement. Goodbye. Now, okay. what? now, now Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, okay, that's even trade me. I want to be traded. Uh, no. We're not trading. Okay. You're playing for the Green Bay Packers. You're playing for nobody. You're under contract. No problem, Mr. Murphy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go host Jeopardy. Thank you for squatting on me and not getting back three first-round draft picks and, and various players to help your own team. We signed you to a long-term contract. You knew what you were signing. We knew what you were signing. We want you to play here. We don't want to play against you. If you choose to retire, that's your choice. Because you want to show me who's boss, you're not going to improve the Green Bay Packers because you want to wish me luck in retirement. Okay, good luck with that, Mr. Murphy, as your team is flailing behind Jordan Love playing quarterback. So, hey, listen, I I know we're just role-playing here, okay, and we're playing a little cosplay or whatever the hell is going on. Uh Uh-huh. 
I mean, PopCon's here in Indianapolis a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. I know people put on costumes and do their thing. That seemed to be a pretty well-articulated, thought-out thing there by Adam Schefter. And as he said it, I was like, man, this could be how this plays out if it chooses to go that way. You maybe know some stuff in this whole thing. Why is Schefter saying that? Does Schefter know stuff? Is is that something that maybe you you know, you know wouldn't want to talk to Aaron about? Where is that coming from? Because a lot of Packers fans, every time Schefter opens his mouth, they think to themselves, he's gone. I mean... I don't think that yeah, okay. anymore, but I think I think you're right. I think a lot of Packers fans do think do think that. I mean, and AJ, your thoughts on that whole exchange there between Chris and and Adam? Well, I guess what I take from what Schefter is saying there that if Aaron, if he truly wants out, he does. He has to make a stink. He's got to do something. He's got to say something that that means like basically trade me. And I, I don't think Aaron comes out and say says he's retiring. But who knows at this point what's going to happen? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they were. That's different than what I thought. I didn't watch the video first. I read the comments. Him say that was basically role playing what it could look like. Yes, but if Aaron does come out and say all this stuff and then says, "All right, trade me," and Green Bay says no, eventually they're going to have to trade him. Though I don't know how long it may take, but eventually they would. And Adam Schefter might have been buying into the character there a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Little, it's, it's, it might like have been, by the way, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Smudge. Yeah. You know, I used to watch Bull. Of course, I used to watch Bull, and they would. I mean, I can't watch anymore, but I yeah. used to watch Bull about how trial science is. Wait, why? Well, we, something was going on. I can't do it. Turns out Bull's hear. a big old scumbag. Well, what? what? Bull, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. I mean, it kind of ruined the whole show because when you're watching, you're like, oh, this guy's the smartest guy of all time. Of course, this is what we need to do. Bull is allegedly about what Dr. Phil did before he became Dr. Phil. Allegedly. I don't know. It was made by his son. He was a part of it as well. It was cool, though. It was like trial science and you know, jury selection and how you go about doing your thing. And they had like a practice courtroom where they would practice, like these lawyers would practice and statements yeah. and everything like that. And I, it was a cool look into how things probably actually work and, you know, kind of fucked up too. I mean, I think now that you... Oprah brought him in. That's how he made it. She brought him in to do that for whenever she was getting sued, or I think, for something. Bingo. And then she put him on and then he became, you know, cash me outside guy. <laughs> yeah. But like the the entire thing of practicing and being in court, like Schefter, it looked like he was like, if I was Aaron, this is what I would be doing. As opposed to like everything Schefter says, we have to assume that, oh, Schefter knows something, Schefter knows something because he is Schefter. And it's like, I don't know if that's that case. I think he was just potentially buying into the character and what he could do as opposed to what probably he maybe. I don't know. Maybe, though. I have no idea. Yeah, because if that is how it goes, you have to, to AJ's point, you have to assume they got to trade him if they're going to get, you know, everything, all that in return, even though, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with Jordan Love. If yeah. that was the case, though, wouldn't he he started that process a while ago? Don't you think? Like, I yeah. mean, what, what, why would, if he really didn't want to, or if he really wanted out, why would he just wait like an additional month, not say anything, and then be like, eh, actually, you know what? Like, yeah, great I, nothing point. has changed. That Fuck is it, a I'll great leave. point by Ty. Very well, good point. Well, Don't you Pey- think? well, Peyton said, we got three weeks of the season. You got to have a plan. That's yeah. right. Got to have a plan. That's what Peyton yeah, said. Yeah, like, what, if Aaron was going to do that, would he wait until the start of camp to, to make a comment like that and then start a stink when he knows, like, all right, if I do find somehow get traded, it may take a few weeks. Am I going to show up four days before my new team's opener? Yeah, I mean, 
we all compliment how smart he is all the time and how every word is perfectly placed. That's how everybody views everything he says. There's a, and this guy continues to miss putt after putt. Yikes. <laughs> Who? Rory's having oh. rough. I mean, he yeah. just did a full putter flip in his own area down there. I mean, what's the score? Wow, the score? There's a lot of people playing. What's his score? He is plus two. Fourth bogey today, though. He's getting together, Rory. He put a jacket on a long sleeve on there. But we always talk about how smart he is and calculated, and that's people like hold that against him almost. And then those same people are like, yeah, he's going to be out. He's going to want to leave. He's gone or whatever. It's like, would that be smart to do at this point? I I don't know if now would be the smartest time to do that. But also... I don't think any of us have a fucking clue what's going on behind closed doors, except for maybe this guy. Yeah. That guy right yeah. here. This guy right here. And he's, no, it's not, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. But he is a clown because he won't tell us. Well, he can't because there's a lot probably going on behind, there's potentially yeah. a lot going on. He, he has to not tell us. Yeah, maybe. You're the clown for thinking that he should tell us and thinking that he's a clown for I'm not telling us. I'm not a clown. I'm not a clown. Hawks a clown. He is for a lot of other reasons other than this one, though. I think he is in a tough yeah. spot. Correct. Thank you, Pat. No problem. I got you. I got you because it is a tough spot to be. If this was happening with somebody that I was teammates with and hung out with a lot, it would be wildly tough, especially after spending an entire weekend jumping off docks oh, together. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't be hanging out with that person or else you would you know, probably spill the beans. Yeah, I, I don't have the ability. And that's, by the way, let's go back again to how incredible this man's cranium is. Yes. It is able to keep all of these secrets oh. yeah. in there and not even rattle around at all. It's it's very impressive, AJ. Lockbox. Thank you, AJ. Yeah, it's a steel, it's a steel Thank trap. Thank you, incredible. Yeah. Now tell us. Uh, we have Ian Rapport joining us I here. Wish I knew. We cannot go to break because I cannot turn on music on the phone. Oh, oh yeah. Sure, yeah. Is your neck hurt? Is your neck messed up? No, but I am sitting on the wire, and it is. Oh, it's a little yeah, tight. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it happens to me all the time. I'm always messing with it. Yeah, it is tough not to be, by the way, because it just hangs. I don't, I don't like the. Uh, Can't. I can't do the. The headset. Yeah, I get my, whole thing. The whole thing gets uncomfortable. Like my entire yeah. ear gets uncomfortable. Yeah. I just can't do it. I'm I, with you. It like clamps down your ear after a while. I like these having the wire behind my back too. Yeah, I like these because it's it goes you know right in. I get good sound yeah. and it's kind of like noise isolation. Move around. But I think our heads are too large potentially for those things. So like it feels like I'm almost getting cauliflower ear from those headphones sometimes yeah. when they put them on there. Nothing like buying a new pair of Beats by Dre for seven hundred dollars, <laughs> and then realize they don't have enough padding to protect. Oh my god, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever worn in my life. My head's too large for this. Yeah, it's tough. We're pretty cool though, you and me, AJ, with our little earpieces. <laughs> Man, that's sweet, aren't we? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this is like big time show stuff, you and me. Yeah, I mean, these I'll guys wearing sure cans. I'll bring my own battery. I, I don't cans. mind the cans. I like the cans. No, you got. Yeah, but you got kind of a smaller head. I right? do. I do. Yeah. So that thing comes around it, and it really gives you like a good thing. Mine are like coming at a sideways thing. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like a, cans are uneven. Yeah, they're Sean O'Malley in my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or my ear, I mean. Mm-hmm. Latino ears. Excuse me, Latino ears. He's from your part of town. He beats smack you in the mouth. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go do a break because the show stinks. All right, you can do a break now? Well, music just started playing because Zito played it back here. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, I can hear it now. This is pretty good music, but what is yeah, it? Yeah, that is a beat. Oh, it's just Heartless. 
Oh, shout out to Artlist, which is a collection of artists that we pay a monthly fee to to utilize their music. And then when we use their music, they sometimes get mad at us for not giving them credit. Well, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like you should get mad at Artlist. Yes. Yes. It's on them. It's literally the whole point of it. See, Foxy has to deal with these people getting upset because Foxy utilizes this music to put it in videos and then all of a sudden somebody be like, no credit? It's my yeah. fucking song! It's like, well, you sold the credit to Artlist, I Bingo. think. Bingo, that's exactly how it goes. That's Good music. Good, it's baby. great music. Yeah. And by the way, not easy to find the name of it. No. You, you no, gotta, no, like, no. actually jump through hoops. This is a banger, though. Man, you guys deal with a lot of things, don't you? A lot of issues. There is a lot of bullshit in this world. From what I, that's what I'm saying, I'm unaware of a lot. Like I would, yeah, I would assume, hey, you buy, I pay a subscription fee, I can use whatever I want. I don't. That's why you don't give them credit, or you can if you want, but you don't have to. You know, it's not really like bullshit. It, it's like a, I don't know. I feel like we should uphold the standard in which we hope that others will operate. Like that's how I legitimately feel. So we try to get it right. Like I legitimately try. Like, hey, we gotta give credit. We gotta give credit. But this artless thing, like, it's not. I mean, it's like we're giving credit to Artlist. Yeah. Like that's who we are paying to give, to collect the music for us. But then sometimes we'll get, you know, like you guys are ass. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm done with it. But that's why I said to Joe Pompliano, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you should start. Just because I think like there should be some sort of, it's the wild, wild west on the internet. It always is. Uh-huh. DCMAs pop out of nowhere. People don't know when they're doing something. But I think as long as you're at least giving effort to give credit to whose mind it was. And although you're going to find out on the internet, a lot of minds think of similar things. I mean, that is the internet. That is the world as a whole. But I think you should at least try to give effort. And I think we do. Like, I, I legitimately think we try to give effort. So when somebody comes out, it's like, I do feel bad. But also... Like fuck you, we're paying. Yeah, you're coming yeah. after the you're coming after the wrong show. Like you always try to give credit and do the right My thing. Best. Other people don't. It doesn't even cross their mind to think about giving credit. But I do believe that other people will get better as well as the internet continues to be the main form. You know, like I think it will continue to be that way. It's a beautiful place. We're allowed to do whatever we do, and good minds think of things. We got to give credit to them, even if it's people we don't like. That's yeah. right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. God do. Are you, think, are you thinking of a few people you don't like that you give credit to right now? That's what in my head, and then I was figuring out which one I could unload yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> and then I remember myself, I don't like dealing with that type of bullshit, so I'm yep. not gonna do it. Stay away. We interrupt this conversation to let you know that if you own a truck, you know what it's like to have your stuff rattling around the cab or under the seat, and you know what a pain it can be keeping it organized. Not only that, but everything you put in your truck bed is unsecured and exposed to the elements. That's why everyone in this office who has a truck got the decked drawer system. Decked makes organizing, accessing, protecting, and securing everything you need so much easier. Each of Deck's two full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you've got. The drawers roll out waist high, giving you easy access to your organized tools and gear. And Decked has a true 2,000 pound payload capacity load floor. The drawers slide in underneath the load floor. Plus, they're weatherproof, protecting your stuff from the elements and theft. Decked also offers a full line of segmented storage organizational accessories like various toolboxes, bags, cargo tie-downs, and other handy items for maximum efficiency, both of space and your time. 
The deck drawer system is 100% made in the USA and backed by a three-year no-hassle warranty with a second-to-none customer service team ready to answer all your questions. Get your decked drawer system at decked.com slash McAfee and get free shipping. That's decked.com, D-E-C-K-E-D.com slash McAfee for free shipping on your decked drawer system. Deck.com slash McAfee. Back to the show. Joining us now, a man who potentially has the inside information on all of this stuff and everything happening in the NFL, probably fresh off a golf course, host of Rap Sheet and Friends from NFL.com and NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, hey. What's going on, dude? Um, no golf today because today's actually a work day because it's the uh, deadline for franchise tag players to do extensions. Not that we've had any besides the three, you know, like Dak and Leonard Williams that we had earlier in the year. But I'm working today. Uh, we'll see what happens. We got uh, two hours and 27 minutes to go. We'll see if we get a deal or two. Okay. The shot clock has been activated this year. Not that big of a deal compared to years past because a lot of the free agent players signed franchise tag like deals this off season because of the salary cap situation with COVID. Is that why this has been so kind of lame, this entire franchise tag free agency negotiation, or is this status quo? Do most guys who sign their franchise tag end up on their franchise tag because the extension period if the relationship before the extension period started after you signed a franchise tag was bad there's no chance the franchise tag makes it better or is this a different year than than most no i, I mean i think usually this is there's like a lot of hype for this day because there's a lot of big names who are up for deals it's not really like that this year i mean even chris godwin is a very 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 good player but i would not say like you know probably more underrated than overrated and well-known he's not going to get a deal with the bucks he'll play on the franchise tag that's a situation where they just extended and signed so many other players bringing everyone back i think that's one that they'll probably attack this coming off season and try to retain him for 2022 um you know there's some others like marcus may where the jets aren't in a good place with him he's not going to get what what he wants um but then you're right i mean this today would have been all about dak prescott we would have had mm. endless TV shows, subjects, leads to our shows, everything about Dak Prescott. But under, like, the cover of darkness, him and the Cowboys did a deal, you know, basically three months ago or four months ago, whenever that was. Um, so I think just kind of circumstance. But we got seven players. We know five are not going to get deals. I think for Taylor Moden and the Carolina Panthers, they're still working. I know both sides are open to a deal, but there's been nothing resolved yet as far as whether he's going to get one and then marcus williams and the saints that really stand out safety i know they've negotiated heavily i have not gotten the sense that they are close on anything but again two and a half hours to go so i've seen some things happen over the years to to kind of make do something crazy you know? okay riveting so i'm gonna hit a um i'm gonna hit a follow-up here and then aj will have his question that is going to be fantastic we saw your godwin tweet breaking that news and if we could bring it back up immediately upon reading it i go oh ian's 
Oh, Ian got a text from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that said, hey, the Bucs and star wide receiver Chris Godwin are not expected to reach a long-term extension by tomorrow's deadline, sources say. Though the team clearly values Godwin as a core player, they will work to keep him long-term this coming offseason as they did this past offseason. So whoever's giving you the information here, I'm assuming it comes from the Bucs, do they tell you like, hey, we really want this to kind of have a feel of an announcement though, that we are, we very very much want to keep him around long term. Is that is that how that is presented to you? That information, or in a, or are you just you tweeting that because of the feel of how the entire negotiation has gone with Chris Godwin? Yeah, I would say for for almost all of these things, I've talked to people on both sides, right? So for Chris Godwin, like I I never really thought they were going to get a deal. It didn't sound like they had a lot of traction. Uh, and again, I've known they they've paid so many other guys. Like it just. It didn't seem to me like it was going to happen. So I kind of knew going in, it was probably going to be no deal. Uh, I approached people on, you know, the different sides of this basically with what I knew. I took the input from them. So that's, I talked to the agent. I talked to a source with the Bucks. You kind of get the feel of it where like the players, you know, everybody would like a long-term deal, but the player's not sad. He's going to be a free agent next year. The Bucks are okay because they keep their guy. And so I think everything is probably in a, pretty good place so i just want the tweet to kind of reflect all the rosiness yeah because you could start some bullshit with that if you actually you know what i mean that's that's all like the the, you know like the marcus may one you know he's not happy with the jets right now so that one was kind of had a unfortunately kind of had a different slant although i I know the jets tried he's not happy with them um so that was kind of reflected there have you heard anything uh, new on the the Richard Sherman situation? I know he, he's supposed to see a judge today. And how do you think this is going to hinder his chance of of getting signed to a team if he if something you know? I'm sure the league will have to look at it and see what's going on. But do you think he's going to be able to find his way onto a team this year? Uh, first of all, so he's going to have a hearing in a less than an hour. Um, so he is he was denied bail. Are there cameras uh, in there? Do you know what's that? Will they be televising that? Like, will there be cameras in the courtroom? Ooh, should be. Uh, right? I mean, I th- I feel like it's all... I don't know. The, I think it should be, but I, I don't know for 100% sure. Um, but that's why... So he was denied bail, which I think caused everyone to be like, why, why would he be denied bail? But the way they do things is you, you can't have a bail until you meet with a judge and you have a hearing, and they didn't do that at all yesterday. So we just sat in jail yesterday. Uh, and now he's going to have a hearing in a little bit. They'll set bail, and then I'm sure he'll be out, uh, out on bail. You know, it's a, it's a troubling situation in a lot of ways. Um, Richard Sherman is, you know, one of the bigger names uh, on the defensive side of the ball the last decade, and I think an extremely smart person and widely respected. He has gone through some difficult personal stuff over the last couple of months. I know some people close to him who flew out there to try to sit with him and help him through what he's going through right now. Um, it doesn't sound like obviously there was a breakthrough there, and and you know the nine one one call was, mm. was pretty disturbing, frankly, um, just a window into the kind of stuff that he is dealing with. And um, I know it's been challenging, you know, personally, obviously, professionally as well. You heard his wife say that you know he is he has discussed some very serious things with her. So I, you know, the charges are troubling. Um, I hope he gets help. Um, and there's a lot more there. Um, I just, I hope it all ends up okay for Richard Sherman. Hey, we're on your side, Sherman. Get yeah. in. Hope nobody's affected. Obviously, you don't want any of that. But let's get on the other side of this thing. He is, 
So awesome for the NFL when everything's humming for Richard Sherman. Hope everything ends up okay. Ian Rappaport, whenever you think about NFL news that could potentially happen from now until training camp, what should we keep our eyes open for? Nobody's going to move. No, is there announcements? Oh, Washington football team. We change a name soon? Are we going to get an inkling on that? What do you What do you get a sense of something that we're going to be able to talk about as opposed to just projecting what the season's going to look like? Right. So I would say you're not going to get a name for the Washington football team. That's going to happen next year. So 2022. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to keep calling them the football team and just be unable to hashtag them on Twitter for. <laughs> Um, does that make you mad? Huh? Have you have you voiced yes, your concerns? You have you voiced <laughs> your concerns with Raj about that? Like, hey, is there look, a way we can get a name, like a tweet? We can do the thing. Look, I got two concerns on this. One, I can't hashtag. I'm the only team I can't hashtag, and I like to do a good hashtag. <laughs> Makes the color come out a little different. Helps people search. These are my personal problems. I'm just telling you, it's nice to hashtag. The other thing is, if I accidentally use the, uh, you know, the previous nickname, then oh. I get. Dragged, which I've, You're which I've done guy. on TV. Oh, oh yeah, done it? not good. You've done it. You've done, done, it. done that by accident. Oh, yeah. Where NFL oh. Network? You're just like, you know I've what? Done it on the Twitters. I've done it on TV. Oh yeah, it's total. Crap. I was having dinner with Snyder last night. We were talking about how good the, and you just let it eat right there. And then what just happened? You get you get assaulted on the internet immediately, huh? As soon as that happens. Dragged. Dragged. Dragged on the internet. It's like if you make a typo in your tweet, people just love it so much. Hey, they might be going back to the 140 character limit, I think. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is that true? No way. I don't know. Good morning football was talking about it this morning. There, there had to be a reason they were talking about it. I wouldn't mind I don't it. I like that. It wouldn't be good um, for you. No, it would not be good for me. Um, so, you know, obviously we got the Rogers stuff. We got the Deshaun Watson stuff. Oh, what is the Deshaun Watson stuff? There it is. Let's get into it. What it's, is that? He's appearing in pictures. His name just pic- got dropped uh, in an interview about maybe going to the Eagles by Schefter. Is there still some buzz? In jo- What's going on with Deshaun Watson? And there's no way he plays this year, right? There's no way this thing gets figured out with the magnitude of it before the season. There's no way, right? Oh, I could see him playing this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would say really? if he's going to be suspended by the NFL for some portion of time, I, which I don't know, but obviously is possible given the, the charges and the circumstances that would, you know, would still probably allow him to play this year. I just don't know what team it's going to be for. You know, you mentioned the Eagles. Look, they're a team with an unresolved quarterback situation and a ton of high-value draft picks. Um, you also have teams, you know, you've had teams interested in Deshaun Watson the whole time. Um, you know, we've had the, I mean, you know the teams that sort of have been a little bit rumored, you know, the, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Dolphins. If there are still teams Whoa. interested, I just I think a lot of them would like his legal situation resolved. I don't know when or if that's going to happen. And I haven't gotten the sense that the Texans have made any moves to deal in either. Like, no one has said to me, oh, wow. yeah, Nick Casario is, is picking up the phone and talking. Like, that hasn't happened yet. So we got, like, a week and a half to go before camp starts, and – if that's going to pick up, you think it would be soon. So I'm, I haven't heard anything change in that situation at all. Okay, Ty. Ian, you just alluded to it, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. Is there any way Rodgers isn't playing in Green Bay this year? You get the inkling that he'll miss any time of training camp, or will he be there uh, the day it starts? I don't know if he'll be there the day it starts. I do have a strong feeling that he'll be playing for them. Um, I just It has to get fixed, and they have made – no moves whatsoever to trade him, nor should they. If I had Aaron Rodgers, I would never, ever trade him. Um, I just 
there's definitely some middle ground that I think, you know, the team Why and Rodgers can find. And it's been there's it's been a lot of time. There's been a lot of conversations. There's been a lot of chances to make him okay with it, and he has still never come out and said, "Screw them, I'm never playing there." So that to me means it's open, and we'll see if in the week and a half something can happen. Hey, that training camp thing you said is going to get—I mean, that's maybe he even has to make the goddamn yeah, ticker, I right so. there. and maybe has to make the ticker. And I don't want to. Hey, I saw AJ was quoted on PFT talking about he'll be there at training camp. Oh, really? You you yeah, saw that? I got a whole article about it. Really? Ooh. I didn't see that because AJ would break news in other places other than yeah. this show. That right, is something he yeah. was. It had th- to be no. What I didn't. Say, I don't know if I ever said. Did I say? I said I. I've stuck with from day one. I think I don't see any way he's not with Green Bay. Right. I think it was exactly what you've said previously, but still the headline was different. Thank you for your time, Ian. You're always the best. Enjoy your day. Can't wait to see the franchise tag coverage and. Obviously, everything going on in Washington State right now with uh, a guy we hope ends up being all good yeah. in the end. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, host of Rap Sheet, and for any updates? No updates. Uh, Season's coming. I mean, much like Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, you'd like res- resolution, but I haven't, I haven't heard any. So, still defunct or on hiatus, still on hiatus. Three very, very, very different situations. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and I gentlemen. Would say similar. No, no, no. Uh, you, you'd be wrong. You're a rapper boy. Yeah, Jeez Louise. All right, so we got some franchise tag conversation in there. We did it. Let's go. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Hey, am I, Pat, am I missing something? But is this franchise tag day like a big thing in the past and I just didn't recognize or I didn't notice it? I don't think so, but I think there is a little bit more angst amongst players and teams in years past about the franchise tag as there is this year because you know everybody's taking and wanting one-year deals because the salary cap's about to be absurd i think a lot of people are going to want shorter deals going forward a lot more bet on yourself mentality i think by the athletes in the nfl right now The, the future contracts so interesting and fascinating chris ballard saying you can kick it down the road you're going to eventually have to catch up to it or whatever Maybe, but what if you win four championships with it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, and then what if you win two or three championships, and then guess what? You're not the GM anymore. You don't have to deal with the the aftermath. Yeah, you just take your bow. You're welcome for what Thank I did. You. I'm done. I left this place completely fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we did win. Good luck to whoever follows me. That is, you know, that's potential. That could happen. There's a guy with a incredibly large bill of the hat. <laughs> on his head right now uh talking on the the golf channel on the open his hat seems to be massive massive it's like a clown's hat wait the bill like uh like the little kid in uh the sandlot has a long bill yeah Yeah. yes unless this guy has a smaller head than any human i've ever seen that might have been the biggest hat i've ever seen in my entire life but (laughs) since i saw uh Good. Pat, I saw Zalatoris chip one in for uh, an eagle, I believe, on a par four. Zalatoris? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he was invited to the Open, so that means oh, yeah. he's got his official thing, because there at the beginning we were wondering if he was going to be invited. Have we followed Zalatoris all year? How's he doing? I don't know if he has got his official tour card yet, but if you place like a top five in a major, which he did this year, mm-hmm. you automatically get into another major this <sighs> year. Come on, Patrick. Make the putts. I think Morikawa, I believe, is playing very well today as well. Hey, this yep. is his type of course. He see, it's good for his eye because he's good with the clubs. That's right. That's right. That's I good. think Zaltor's finished at one under. So yeah. he's Let's very go, much in contention. Let's go, Boys. <laughs>
Hey, you know what they say, easy come, easy go out there at the yeah, Open. That's right. that's right. If that wind flips or, uh, sides, it's a whole different course, it's AJ. Crew. It's a whole different course over there. By the way, the town that's is called Sandwich, England. So They're in Sandwich, England? Yep. Oh, yeah. That place is awesome. Beautiful yeah. this time of year. <laughs> is that where the name Sandwich came from? I don't know. but Are I they just... the ones that started stacking carbs and putting meat in between it? Feels Sandwich like England, I owe a debt of gratitude to that I'm not sure I'll ever be able to. I pay. do believe so. I think they're named after the, the Earl of Sandwich. This is my favorite town that has ever come into existence when it comes to the culinary aspect of the world. Pizza, also very high up there, but I am a sandwich person. Always have been, always will be. Wanted to open a restaurant called Everything's a Sandwich, where I literally turned everything into a sandwich. Chicken parm, spaghetti, cool. We're going to take a roll. We're going to make that a sandwich. Boom. Every single meal, which is how I ate, by the way, for about 10 to 15, still doing it, basically. Sandwich England holds a very dear, dear place in my heart. I fucking love Who's the mayor of Sandwich well, England? Sandwich England gave its name to the food, by the way, of John Montagu, fourth Earl of Sandwich, and the word sandwich is now found in several languages. Thank you, Earl Sandwich. Thank you, Thank you. Earl. Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, fourth Earl of Sandwich. Yeah. So the fourth. Earl is a title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. his, his name. name is not Earl. Yeah. Okay. He's the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Okay, I thought it was Earl okay. Sandwich. His name's John Montagu. <laughs> that was a, a substantial gambling problem, too. So is that why you like him, Diggs? Who? What are you read the last line of that. John Montague had a substantial oh, yeah, gambling problem that led him to spend hours on end at the card table. Big sandwich guy, <laughs> big gambler. I think, yeah, those two go, you know, they say uh, peanut butter jelly. Yeah. You know, they say uh, peas and carrots. What? <laughs> Chocolate and peanut butter. What? Adam and Eve. What? <laughs> I can't know. Montagues and Capulets. Well, they don't. That, that's not the way they did it. <laughs> Earl's sweatshirts. But Montague, if you're a sandwich, if you're the founder of a fucking sandwich, you're probably going to be a pretty big gambler. If I, you're trying to eat things quickly and yeah. on the go, that's because yeah. you got more bets to make, more moves to make. Shout out to John Montague. Thank you, yeah. Johnny. Montague in 1762, 14 years before America said, fuck you, mm -hmm. create a goddamn sandwich. It's huge. And that is what I'm here for. Thank you, John. Man, I knew I loved sandwiches. I didn't I, I didn't know John Montague is a guy. Is he an Italian? That's a, is that an Italian name? No, he's English. Yeah, it has to be. Montague, actually. Yeah, become the fourth Earl of Sandwich by being from <laughs> elsewhere. From I mean. somewhere not named Sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Boom. It's a royalty thing? Yeah. Does every town have royals in England? Oh, yeah. Every town? I don't know if it's every town, but there is no. a fair amount. Like so there'd that. be like a Duke of Indianapolis if this was England? Mm -hmm. be beautiful. But they'd be from the royal family. And then they send them out there like, hey, this Here's is your John. area now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that's George, actually. I'm thinking of calling this roast beef. John <laughs> seems to look pretty similar <laughs> to every Whig Party <laughs> member that the huh. United States government had seen throughout its existence. This popular oh, hairdo back in the day. Yeah, yeah. well, it actually was a wig. Yeah. Really? The lawyers yeah. had to wear it. It was popular. It was everyone. Everywhere. By the way, in some places, they still still oh, yeah. do that, right? Parliament. What's that? Parliament. <laughs> Go ahead. Parliament. Yeah, Parliament. Yeah. Hey, they wear those costumes still. Yeah. Could you imagine getting judged by somebody in that costume and then being like, yes, sir, yes, man? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, what are you fucking Take doing? Take the fucking wig off. God damn it. Could you imagine? I guess it's tradition. That's the way it goes. There's a lot of law 
traditions. You don't need to wear the wig. I mean, you could keep the wig right. out. Didn't they wear the wigs originally back in the day because they had all kind of like lice and diseases growing on them? Just <laughs> uh, something you would know. <laughs> for I real, I think the wigs were started for like rich people that could cover up whatever was going on, like whatever kind of situation they had. Toupee. Respect. And wigs are still doing that, I think. Let's go to Robert in Texas. Robert on the 5 Hour Energy phone line, 5hourenergy.com. Go ahead and get yourself $10 off your or 10% off your next order at 5hourenergy.com. Official summer flavors are available, obviously. Go I don't ahead. want to cut off the caller, but. In the mid 17th century, a balding scalp was a sign that someone had syphilis. So oh. that's why they wore the wigs. Yeah, you ain't never know if I got syphilis. Uh-huh. You're at least gonna have to take the wig off. To find out. <laughs> All right, Robert, what do you want to talk about? What part of Texas are you in? I'm in El Paso, Texas. Ooh, oh, it's high elevation, right up there. You guys are high elevation, El Paso. Oh yeah, I'm right by the mountains. <laughs> Ball falls uh, far down there. Right. UTEP. You oh yeah, UTEP. Oh, that boy. that balls. Yeah, Bombs. UTEP, Aaron Jones, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey. yeah. Yes, sir. Long term deal. Going to be a Green Bay Packer. Well, everybody else. Ooh. I don't know. Oh. Aaron Jones. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about, Bob? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I, I know we were on the subject of uh, MMA earlier and Chris Moutinho, but I actually yeah. want to talk about someone else uh, getting the shit ripped out of him and Dewey Haskins by his wife. Uh, what, what is your opinion about that? All right, Robert. Okay. Thank you, Bob. This guy just want to take shot Dewey Haskins. I know. Someone's got this hey, The tough thing is, though, he like just got married or engaged, though, right? Something happened. Yeah, this this all went down on July 3rd, and then he posted a picture of him being engaged, and then they're describing it as his wife, and then they're renewing vows, allegedly, and she punched him in the mouth, attacked him in Vegas. He lost a tooth. She's back in court. Once again, an incredibly sad situation popping off right now in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins is going into the Ben Roethlisberger leadership camp here as he becomes a Pittsburgh Steeler. Everybody knows he has the amount, amount of talent to be great. Will he be able to figure it all out? Hopefully the people around him are on the same page as he is if he wants to figure this out. This is not a incredibly fun situation to talk about. Shout out to Robert bringing it up down there in Texas. We're not going to talk about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, this is, I, it always happens. Like, there's a lull in in the summer when stuff just happens, and unfortunately, a lot of bad things tend to happen when people have off time. It's free time. You know, every schedule is regimented whenever you're in the season. It is Groundhog's Day for six months. It's, it's just the same day, same day, same day. Then you get a little freedom, and that's when all shit pops off. They used to give us presentations in the NFL about you know, when arrests happen. Now, I was one of the OGs. I got it in October. Nice. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah. that was that was something. When alcohol arrests or when alcohol is involved with an arrest, they have, like, the time that happens. The off-season is just, you might as well just go ahead and circle that thing. And it's not just the off-season. It's the summer in between OTAs and training camp where, really, the weather starts to break. You know you're about to go into a six-month sentence here for football. Let's get it all out of our system, and shit seems to happen. Hope everybody gets it figured out. Hope that uh, Dwayne Haskins also, you know, uh, figures it out in his relationship. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it seems like they still got married or engaged after this whole thing happened. Yeah, sure. A couple of happy memories. Hopefully they figure that out. Him and Tony playing ball together on Saturday. Ask him about it, Tony. You guys are going to yeah. be in Diamond. Hey, whenever you're throwing it around after that, out, you go, hey, dude, what's going on? Are we still married? Hey, where's that tooth? Hey.
What's your problem? Just Dude, to find out if he got it. He's a teammate. He's trying to build the chemistry up. And which tooth was it, if you could ask? That is crazy. Was this a hook or a jab? All right. That's the show. Thanks to all the guests. Thank you to everyone who listened. Pat will be on the show tomorrow from Houston. A couple big, big guests. AJ Hawk will be in studio. Once again, we can't thank you guys enough for listening, watching along, interacting with us. There's a lot of shit out there that you could listen to, and we appreciate that you spend time with us. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.